today to talk all things mentoring and we're really excited having intentional conversation today with a good partner in the work with us. Uh, somebody I consider a friend uh, is uh, Christy from Keys, uh, and I'll give her a chance to introduce herself a little bit here. But we're going to focus on the topic of facilitating group interactions. Uh, as a former Keys member myself, I believe that that was one of the things coming into my experience that I was like, we're going to have all these kids in front of us and I have to do this activity and all of them are going to be doing this at the same time. Like, how does this work? And I really feel that uh, Keys does a great job of putting their members in a position to be successful. And isn't that what we do as mentors in general? is really thinking about how to help our young people to be successful and setting them up for success by being that wise and trusted guide. Uh, so with that, I just want to say thank you all for joining us today. Uh, my name is Sophia Duck. I'm the training and engagement manager. Of course, I'm here joined with Ashley. I'll let Ashley uh, say a few things and then we will uh, officially let Christy jump in today. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to dive into the Becoming a Better Mentor Guide and talk with Christy today. So it's nice to have you here, Christy. It is wonderful to be here. I'm very excited. To start us off, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and Keys. Okay, so um, my name is Christy DeCola. I am the training coordinator um, for Keys Service Corps AmeriCorps. Um, so what we do is we are an AmeriCorps program, um, and our AmeriCorps members serve as tutors and mentors um, to youth throughout Allegheny County. So they might be placed in a school setting. Um, they might be placed in an after-school setting. Um, right now, we just started our summer session, so um, a lot of our members are, you know, doing kind of summer camps um, um, around Allegheny County. Um, I myself am an alum of Key Service Corps. I served with Sophia. So we go, we go back a very long way. Um, and it's just, you know, like as Sophia said, it's a wonderful opportunity to, you know, have kind of an impact on, on youth and trying to, you know, help them grow as individuals and, you know, as they continue like you know, their journey through life um, to eventually, you know, get to adulthood to hopefully, um, you know, turn around and kind of pay it back. And, you know, so that's kind of what, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on and uh, what our members do. You know, I'm a Keys Amer uh, AmeriCorps alumni as well. Are, are you? I'm not even sure. See, I guess I like to say that we're kind of, um, you're going to find a Keys alum. I tell new members all the time, you're going to find Keys alums all over, um, not only the city, but um, the county, possibly the state, um, possibly the whole country. Um, I like to say we're trying to you know, take over the world um, with our tutors and mentors. So, yeah, you, you'll find, I always tell them you find Keys alums everywhere. <laughs> I know when I started at the mentoring partnership, it felt like such a small world because I remember being in the room and Sophia delivering a training for me before I knew Sophia. And then when I got in this job, we were office mates. So it was it was fun. So Sophia mentioned that we're going to focus today on group facilitation and what good group facilitation like looks like. And so what does that look like in practice at your sites? Um, I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's going to vary by site. Um, so, cause a, a lot of our sites, I think, um, 
you know, they, some of them have like, like our members are supposed to be doing either one-on-one tutoring or small group tutoring. So, um, you know, it just, it depends on how that's structured at each individual site. Um, you know, there could be, um, a, a member is in a classroom, and um, if there's a group of students who might be struggling, um, then they can pull those students aside and have kind of that separate little group session So um, while the rest of the class is, um, you know, with the teacher. So that's kind of how it looks um, at a school. Um, after school program, um, you know, the members are there. Um, they are with the majority of the youth, um, and they're running those, you know, different activities with them. Um, it could be homework help. It could be, you know, um, an arts and crafts. It could be, you know, a, a, you know like maybe like gym, you know, like, you know, activities, things like that. Um, you know, and yeah, they could be, um, depending on the size of what the small group is, um, it could be, you know, three, it could be 20, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, there, it depends. Like I said, it's just, it's all very site specific and site dependent. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is something that, that they're doing. So it, it can look like that. It can be an after school pro- like club um, as well, something like that, um, that members are participating in with a group of youth as well. Yeah. So, Christy, you make a great point as you were sharing um, in response to Ashley's original question of what uh, group interactions look like. There's so many different mm-hmm. ways that uh, we see groups of people together. And one of the things that the beginning of the chapter points out is that a lot of mentoring programs are adopting this group model mm-hmm. yeah. where one or maybe two mentors are interacting with multiple young people on a regular basis. Uh, So as you think about the experiences uh, and your members, sometimes being new first-time members, how do you set group expectations? What does that look like for you all to have conversations with the members first, but then also for them to set those group expectations? Yeah. So um, when our members start with us and, um, you know, they're coming from a variety of backgrounds. Um, some members, um, you know, maybe are like, maybe they're just graduating high school and they're 18, 19 years old um, and they're kind of not sure what they want to do yet. So they're, um, you know, they're like, maybe I'll just take some time and figure it out. And maybe they come and do keys. Um, we have people who have had a lifetime of work experience and maybe they're now retired, but you know what, they, they still wanted to do something. So they come and do keys. And then we have people all in between um, some, you know, come and like, I want to change a, a career direction. Um, maybe they might be in their mid thirties. Like I was um, some of them are gradu- just graduating high or college and they want a gap year in between this and grad school. Um, so they come with a wide variety of ex- and experiences. Some, um, you know, have, you know, a lot of background working with youth. Um, some maybe have just a little bit. Um, so all of our members, when they start with us, go through a pre-service training. Um, so they get, you know, a lot of expensive trainings. Um, like I said, you, we get a lot of trainings from the mentoring partnership. You guys are always out here and, and always wonderful. Um, they get some tutoring um, trainings. So that, you know, they're pre- prepared. Of, they're going to be more tutoring focused. Um, so, you know, we, we want to make sure that they're, they're getting the trainings that we um we um, want for them and have for them and prepare them. So, um, and then, you know, throughout the year, they continue to get professional development trainings. We have member meetings that we meet with them um, every month. And then, you know, hearing, we get feedback from them too. We want to hear, you know, what, what are you seeing at your site? Um, What are you dealing with? And how can I find a training that can help you, um, you know, kind of deal with um, whatever the situation is? Um, What can I, you know, bring in to kind of show like something new, um, what, what, what can you learn from this to make everyone, you know, 
more not only more prepared, but you know, you know, a better mentor and um, you know, helping helping those kids. Um, you know, it's no secret that in the last couple of years, you know, there's there's been a lot going on. Um, and a lot of, you know, and kids have, have really felt the impact of that. So, um, you know, it's, you know, what were the things that we hear from the members um, and, you know, what what can I do then to to find something to address, you know, some of the things that they're seeing so they can better help the youth that they're um, that they're serving. Um, you know, that's those are things that I always said I'm always on the lookout for. And, and um, so, yeah, they get um, they get a lot of trainings and you know guidance on, you know, what they need to do with the youth. Um, you know, how can they go? What do they go in? Um, how are they supposed to set their expectations, the rules, the goals? Um, and then, of course, like I said, it's always important to, you know, they talk with their sites. We always you know, tell them the first day they're at their site, you need to familiarize them, themselves with the policies of their sites um, so that they know. And, and like because they're there, there's other staff there. And so it's like what make sure everybody's on the same page. What are their like what are their expectations? What are their rules, goal, goals and things like that for the youth that are coming there because um, you know our members are temporary uh they're there you know for the summer uh, right now for like 10 weeks and then full year they're there for 10 months um so you know it's important to make sure that everyone's always on that same page because staff is going to stay there with those same youth but the member is going to move on at some point so it's always important to make sure that you said everyone's on that same page and everyone is you know having the same goals and so it's not leading to confusion so we try and stress that with the trainings that they get um you know, making sure, like I said, you know, they, they understand that, you know, you need to be kind of working as a team. Um, it's, it's to the benefit of the youth. Yeah. So so this is excellent. So I'm listening to you. We're thinking <laughs> and given all three of us are alums. Right. And we recognize how important uh, keys is uh, because there's more than one level of mentoring happening here, right? So you yep. think about the staff to members mm-hmm. as a mentoring opportunity, yep. and then the members to the young people that they're working with. Yeah. Uh, so in this chapter, it talks about there's, it says, you know, there's research has shown that two main pathways uh, for group interactions that happen um, include opportunities for both learning new skills. Mm-hmm. So you just address that in the sense that all of the members get a chance to have these new skills. And if they're transitioning careers, which is something that I came to Keys mm-hmm. for, yep. um, they're getting those opportunities. Um, so, and then there's also this idea of the social processes that happen in groups with themselves, right? So we recognize that again with or the way the members are interacting and getting to know each other before they mm-hmm. go to their sites. Yeah. But then while they're with their young people. Uh, so I say all of that to get to this question here. Um, are there any rituals uh, that as your members are at their sites that the young people start to look forward to as your members are reporting back out? Are there things that come to mind that should, that these social interactions are being really helpful um, to establish r- routines and rituals? Um, like we have community engagement. So, you know, activities that, that the members are supposed to do. Um, so it's things like, you know, like they are supposed to work with that with the youth. So when they're doing those projects, um, they, we encourage them, like have like, what do you do? Um, you know, how do you start it? You know, do you have like a group discussion at the beginning? Um, you know, what do you do at the end? Um, you know, do you have a reflection? Um, these are things that we encourage them to do. They're, they need to, to do these things. So, um, you know, when they have those community engagement and service projects, um, you know, we kind of take, we do take them through some trainings of like planning and reflection. Um, 
you know, so they understand like this is important. Like there's an important wrap up. Um, and we do that too. And like I said, when we're training our members, um, if we do any sort of activity, um, you know, we like to kind of do a reflection on that. Like, what, what, what did you get from this? What, what did you take away from it? Um, and it's kind of important to like it gets that context to those, those, um, you know, those projects and those events. Like, why did we do this? <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'm sure there's a youth out there going, "Why am I doing this?" So it's kind of important to like, like have a like a beginning, a middle, and the end. So like, you know, it, the ritual, like, you know, whatever they do, it's kind of up to them. Um, but you know. It's important to maybe like, you know, like have like a group huddle at the beginning and then, like I said, like a reflection at the end. Um, you know, we ask them if, if a member does a community engagement project or service project, we always have a survey that we have them give to the um, youth so like they can see and like register, like monitor, like what did the youth feel when they were participating in this project? Did they feel like closer to the community and things like that? So um, like kind of that's part of like the end, the ritual of what um, we have them do when they do kind of projects like this. Your response makes a lot of sense. And even the beginning, middle, and end seems like a ritual within itself. So folks, every time they do something, they know that, all right, we're going to go through this process. We're going to um, start here. We're going to like have it. And then we're going to reflect on it. And so they become prepared to like go through those. It's, it's scaffolding. Processes. Like it's a yeah. scaffolding. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it's it, it just, I think that's matters. It matters to kids. I mean, you want, you want them to um, be engaged. Like, I think like, this kind of, I think like went to some of the other questions of like, how do you get them to kind of participate? Like what, like, you know, you get them, like, why do you give them a, like a voice and like share power with them? Cause you want them to, you want them to participate. You want them to feel connected. You want them to feel like this matters and it's not just something that's happening to them. Um, they're, they're part of it. So I think like it's always important to have some some ritual something like whether it's you know you know okay we're gonna take you know ten seconds at the beginning of this to kind of talk reflect review what we did last time let's talk about what we're gonna do today I mean that's that's a ritual and then like go through it and then like reflect at the end okay so we did this today next time we're gonna move on to this and I, I think it's you know it's something that like they know then okay there's a structure there there's a structure there you know and I think that's that's important part of what you know why you do things like that. So I'm really glad that you mentioned youth power or sharing power with youth. I think that that's a really important part of this and ensuring that in a group, like young people still have access to that. And in the the chapter, it talks about how the basic elements of effective group facilitation are to share, encourage, and also refrain from directing so can you expand upon that idea of like youth power and talk about the importance of sharing that power with young people like while in groups? Yeah. So um, like, like I said, our point of like when we have members do like service projects or community engagement, they're supposed to be doing this with the youth. Um, the youth are supposed to be involved in this. They're supposed to have like, you know, their own tasks and things like that because it, it's, you know, it it's it gives them a connection to what, like I said, what they're, what they're doing. Like I said, it's not just something that's happening to them. Like they're like, okay, I've got to show up and like do this. Why? Like it gives, it means more to them. It gives them, um, you know, it, it makes them more willing to participate when they have like, you know, an ownership of something. And there's, you know, there's like, you have your, your, your responsibility, here's your responsibilities and your tasks that you need to do. And, you know, when you do those, like it's, it gives them a sense of accomplishment. Um, it makes them when, when they do it and, it, you know, and, you know, it's all part of something, they see it come together. It makes them more willing to try other things in the future. Um, you know, it, like I said, it, and it helps like one of the points is helping them develop their leadership skills um, so that, you know, they can, again, grow up to be adults that are 
participating in the community and active and um you know that's it's just like it's like kind of like they just want that kind of circle and like you know hopefully maybe someday they're giving back like i said it just means more to them when when you're when they're engaged and involved and they they like I said they're just not being like okay here go here and do this when they're being told like that by like an adult because it's like they're like you know kids are gonna be like why am i doing this <laughs> like why like what is the point and so when they're when they're giving you know when you're sharing like i said when you're sharing those, those things with them and you know like okay so i need you to do these tasks um you know and i need you to kind of do you know this and you know how about we all do this together and you know like what do you think what do, what would you like to you know what do you think would be a good idea do you think this worked what do you think would be better it just you know it helps them to kind of it helps their problem solve skills. Um, you know, it helps develop their conflict resolution skills. Because I mean, if you're in a group, you know, I mean, regardless of how great the group gets along, if you're trying to accomplish something, you know, it, there's going to be some conflict. How do you, how do you, yeah, how do you get the group to be successful? Um, and I think like when you're, everybody's involved and engaged and yeah, sharing that power, it, it definitely um, helps for that group to be successful. Um, and so it just, you know, it, it just makes it all more meaningful. Um, when, you know, they're able to have an input. As caring adults, we look forward to opportunities to share our wisdom of learned experiences with young people. The Mentoring Partnership is here to support those efforts and encourage ways for you to be more intentional in those natural mentoring opportunities by offering our everyday mentoring training to groups of individuals of 10 or more. To learn more about our everyday mentoring training, please contact the Mentoring Partnership at 412-281-2535 or by emailing us at info at mentoringpittsburgh.org. So Christy, during your earlier uh, response, and even in this one, you were talking about uh, the fact that the young people get a chance to participate Mm -hmm. in uh, planning out a service learning project. And you had mentioned earlier about the idea of reflections and giving Mm -hmm. them a chance to share how they felt about the activity. Like there's always like a, yeah, this is what we expect to happen, but then this happened. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So as, as you think about this is like facilitating and the group interactions that happen from this, um, one of the trainings that we offer KEYS members is uh, building healthy transitions to help young people understand how to navigate from one path or stage or season to another. Uh, so as we, as we talk about the idea of reflecting on activities, do you see a connection between that and helping groups have healthy transitions from one project to another. I mean, fortunately, things have endings. And I think that's, you know, it's it's important to not, you know, to teach everyone how to successfully bring something to a conclusion um, and how how you process that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um you know, like so we when we have you uh, do healthy transitions, um, it's not it's, it's not just for the youth. It's also for the members. Um, you know, they are they have to process their emotions um, when their term is coming to an end, um, you know, in what how they handle that. Like, it's not just handling like the youth's emotions about that, but like their own emotions for that as well. Because, yeah, I mean, these things do like things. This does come to an end. Like there is a set end date for it. Um, so yeah, it, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's important to learn that, like, these are skills that are important to learn. Um, cause yeah, it, you know, things, 
things do, yeah, they, 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 they come to a conclusion and sometimes it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know, um, so I think it is, it is important to kind of make sure like you're processing that and learning how to. Like we get stories from members all the time um, where, you know, like they go back to us, like maybe they served with us and then um, they go, like they come back and they go to a site and they run into youth who, who remember them. <laughs> um, you, they make an impact. So um, it's always, like I said, it's, it's, it's important to make sure that like they don't just leave that relationship. Let's stay right there, right? You were just talking about how members come back and are able to share stories. Um, I know that I've sat on a panel before and I, I love the opportunity to interact with members and to even share, uh, share with the staff. Um, but let's talk about some of these examples of ways that we know or have heard Uh, members talk about the healthy youth development um, as a result of group interactions. Yeah. Like if a site is a four-year site, um, but then they also have a summer camp, um, you know, we'll have members tell us, um, you know, hey, my my youth was like asking me if I'm going to still be there through the summer. Um, We hear that a lot um, from from members, especially if they're at school year sites and that that, that maybe those kids are like transitioning into like whatever their, their summer sessions would be. We hear them say that a lot. Yeah, they're asking the members, are you going to be here? Are you still going to be here for the summer? Um, you know, am I going to see you? Um, am I going to see you next year? Um, you know, like I said, um, we get that a lot. Um, you know, we get that, so we get that feedback and hear that from them, you know, quite a bit. So that's why I think, like, it, it is definitely um, important to train the members how to handle those conversations because sometimes the answer is going to be no, Um so how do you, um, you know, how do you make sure the member is like, well, you know, explaining it to the kid in a way that, you know, it's, 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 unfortunately, this is my, my time is ending, um, you know, so it's, you know, I enjoyed it, you know, how do you tell them like, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to be here in the summer or next year, um, but it doesn't, you know, it's, it's nothing to do with you, it, you know, it's just, that's the situation. So like training them, I think, to handle that in a, in a definitely a constructive way is, is really, really important because, yeah, we get a lot of feedback um, like that. Of you know the kids, like I said, the kids notice, and and they become you know quite attached to some of the members, um, you know, and, and that's you know that that's something that yes, yeah, they need, they need to deal with and process um, as they they end. So the you know it's it's not this is a positive relationship as opposed to then that ends up becoming like a negative one at the end <laughs> where the 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 kid the child is like what what happened what happened to this person? Um, so it's always yeah that's that it, it's it's so important like I said making sure the transitions are good like you said healthy they're healthy transitions. Um, but yeah, so we, we hear a lot of that, um, you know, um, we hear, you know, it's just like we get um, our members. So one of the things that I, one of the, the questions I know is about like how do members rate their success, I think was kind of something like that. Um, so our members have to, um, like they have to do this. Um, they they take, keep track monthly of the time they spend with their youth. And then they also write um, success stories quarterly. So we get a lot of feedback stories about, you know, what, what, what tell us what is the success um, that you've accomplished during the last couple months of your service. Um, so we get, you know, feedback like that of, you know, I was working with this kid um, who, uh, you know, they were struggling to focus in class. So I worked with them to, you know, um, you know, help them. And this is the improvements that they've made, um, you know, we also have them keep track if they do a community engagement project. Um, what 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 was the feedback from that? Um, there's just some wonderful stories out there that they tell us, um, you know, of, of how, you know, what the impacts are. And like when the youth tells them, um, you know, that this made a difference, you know, that, that's that's a wonderful thing to hear. It sounds like another great opportunity for reflecting 
as well. Yeah. And just continuing to like integrate that. I can see how too that would help reflecting on their successes in that way would help them reflect on like their goals within the program um, or like what they have set out for themselves in the beginning, like what they want to accomplish and having that time, that reflection at like regular intervals would support that. And so along with the members likely having like goals for their time at like each of these places, um, I'm sure that sites have their goals as well that like mentors have to help like implement. So how do you, especially like in a group like setting, how do you encourage or support your members to help youth complete those goals or help implement those goals? And whilst also like maintaining like relationships? You know, so like conflict resolution training, they like I said they get, um, which is, you know, that is helpful. Um, we do have some members that um, there's more than, you know, a lot of our sites have one member, but then there are some members that there are sites that have several members. So then they, they all have to work together as a group for that success. So, you know, it's, that's something that is very important for them to learn because, I mean, there's there's going to be, um, you know, as, as great as everybody all, like might always get along, you know, you're going to always see um, something. So um, that's an important thing to do. Um, you know, we listen and get feedback. We do it, like, you know, site visits um, with them. We do um, reviews with them um, periodically. So if there's ever any, so we, if there's ever something that they need help with or support, they let us know, but um, said so they get you know because they just get into continued trainings throughout the year. Um, they get a, like I said, they also get a, the bullying prevention trainings because I mean like when you have a group of kids together, um, sometimes thing you know things happen. Um, so you know they get trained on, on those of what to do, um, to the techniques and things like that. You you, you kind of want them to also like it, it is a bit of trial and error as well. Um, you know you want them to 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 learn. Um, and, you know, see what what is working in your group and might not work with another, you know, group of members or and youth. Um, so, you know, it's it is always like, you know, like what what have you been doing to be successful? Um, and, you know, is there something that, you know, feedback that that they can give us? We're always looking for like talk to us. Like, you know, we're always encouraging them to reach out to us so that we know where they're at and what they're doing. And you know, if they're having any concerns or issues. Um, we want to be able to address that because, yeah, we we want not only them to, like, help the youth be able to work together. We want all of our members to work together as well. Um, you know, we do a lot of, like, focus on um, team building icebreakers, which, you know, maybe some people love, some people don't love. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things we tell them when we do these icebreakers is that it's not, you know, it's not only fostering a sense of core with yourselves, um, but these are things that you can take back with you to sites as well to do with your youth to build that sense of togetherness. So that's, you know, those are things that we try to, to teach them to do and to take with them to their sites. One of like one of the aspects of some of these team builder icebreaker activities is to see connection like what you have in common. Um, so I, I always like to think about, use those and try to, like I said, when I'm trying to encourage them to use these at the sites, because, you know, you have, when you have youth together, they don't, I mean, not necessarily be thinking about what do we have in common? Like sometimes you have to show them. So like, these are great activities of, you know, hey, you know, here's, here's something that like, we have one called like people bingo. Um, so like, we have like different, like, 
just different blocks of like it's from a bingo game. And then, you know, they have to walk around and like ask somebody, Hey, do you have, know this? Do you have this? And like, you know, what, what you learn about each other and learn about like what you might have in common. Um, one of the things that we do at the end, one of our reflection activities, what we do with the youth or not the youth, I'm sorry, the members um, at the, at this point, they're kind of almost like youth to me. <laughs> it's getting to be that age. Um, but with our members um, and, you know, we had to, when we do this in person, um, we, we call it like the yarn ball activity of the yarn ball game. So we have a ball of yarn and somebody starts and they say something about themselves, something they like, something they, um, you know, do or something, you know, they have. And if someone has that in common, they say me too. And then like you hold on to one end of the yarn and you throw the ball to that person. And that's a connection. And so like it goes around in the circle until you get you know, to everybody's taking a turn, but then you see all these connections that you have with each other, that you, with a group of people who like, you know, three days ago might've been complete strangers to you. Um, so that's something that, you know, like, so you're trying to foster that sense of core, you're trying to see those connections so that when you are, um, when you are in the, you know, in the thick of things and everything's going crazy and you're like, what's going on? Um, you know, you can remember that there's are those connections, um, you know, and that hope, like you said, you're trying to build on those relationships. Um, when I did that as a member, because they've been doing it so long, I did that when I was a member. Um, and so I've, I mean, I took that with me and did that with youth at my sites when I was, you know, like as kind of either a beginning activity or an end activity to try to get them to understand that sense of there's a connection here. You have something in common. You were trying to, again, trying to build those relationships and, and get them to understand that, you know, you're, you're kind of a team. Um, and the kids loved it. I'm not sure if they ever got quite <laughs> the, the point. Maybe, and maybe they did. And like, that's one of the things we tell our members is that, you know, as you go through your term, um, you might not see the impact that you have on the youth. Um, it might not occur. It might not happen until like many years later. Um, so, you know, some of the second graders that I was doing the yarn ball game with, they might have just thought it was a fun game um, where they get to throw a yarn ball back and forth to each other. But maybe some point in time, you know, 10 years down the road, it's an aha moment to them. And they're like, ah, oh, got that. That's what they're trying. That's what they were trying to do. We're trying to just build the, that connection. So when there is like, you know, when there is a disagreement, when there is conflict, you can come back to that, those, those connections and those things that you have in common, and then, you know, hopefully get to go on from there and get to your, your next goal and get to like your success. I love how the process of like conflict resolution is both proactive and like reactive like you're taking yeah. both of those approaches yeah so by like building that that community and that team you're taking a proactive approach before the conflict even like happens yeah. but then if conflict like arises you're what do you do? yeah yeah you're going yeah. through that as well yeah so, um so my my just a little background um so my master's degree is in international relations and conflict resolution and my like my focus was conflict resolution so i lead the training um so like yeah it's always like when i was studying this and, and learning it it was from like a different perspective than like what, what we're kind of trying to do but the concepts and the techniques are still kind of the same so it's all about kind of trying to build that that sense of there's a connection there and there's like, there is like, what, what is the common ground that we can build on? Um, so like, yeah, that's kind of what I, I always try to approach. But when you're, when you're, so when you're dealing with a group of people, you're going to have conflict. Um, so like, what kind of, what do you do and how can you give them the skills to go on and like, you know, get past that, like resolve it, deal with it, and then be able to function to become, to be successful in what you need to do. 
Yeah, Chrissy, this is great. And I just want to acknowledge that I appreciate you being here today. Um, as we talk about this, becoming a better mentor guide, we're really focused on chapter six um, and looking at what it is to be a great mentor uh, while thinking about facilitating group interactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have shared a lot uh, today. Um, one of the things I just kind of want to go back to the guide and share a few things. And I promise mm-hmm. I'll have a question afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but in the guide, we talk about uh, good group facilitation. What does that look like in practice? And as we've heard from you, one of the things that's really important is to make sure that expectations for the group are clear, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about the fact that you want to establish group rituals and routines, and you spent some time talking about that. You want to make sure that everyone is participating fully and fairly. Um, This goes back to this idea of what we talk about sharing power Mm -hmm. um, in our Mentoring 101 training and really making sure that young people feel like they can authentically join conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to, we also talked about setting uh, ground rules and group agreements, um, and then fostering group identity. So the other side of this, though, is that there are going to be pitfalls, and you just started talking about that. So one of the things that the book, ta- the chapter talks about, is this idea of predictable stages that groups go through. And there's five stages, and it sounds like you were spending some time really talking about the second stage of storming. Um, This is the stage where uh, group members begin to start to define their position in the group, personalities start to show, Mm -hmm. um, and this is where a conflict arises. So Mm -hmm. as we think about being a mentor and seeing the potential in our young people, uh, while it is conflict, in this stage, um, you were also, it sounds like started to share about how like this is something that can develop uh, leadership opportunities mm-hmm. for young, yep. some young people. So yep. if you want to spend a little time talking about that. Yeah, when you have when you having projects, when you're having um, when you're having some sort of like you have a group and like you have a common goal or a project you want to complete. Um, there's always that's why it is so important to have kind of like I, I like I want I would say like kind of like set like maybe like set roles for people, because um, like you're always you're always going to have someone who is a dominant personality who is going to kind of like okay I'll just do it and and you know I'll just take care of that and don't worry about it I'll handle that um, and you know I'm that personality um, but there's 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 reasons like certain like, you know you want everyone to be participating because like yeah you you want them to be able to develop their own leadership skills and not everyone's a natural leader. Um, and not everyone's always going to be, but you also don't want them kind of shuffled to the side where, okay, I don't, I, I don't have to do anything because I'm just going to kind of be quiet and be here. And then someone else is always going to step up and kind of do those things for me. Uh, but that, 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 that person, that kid is not, then they're, yeah, they aren't developing those, those skills. So I think one of the things when you are kind of running a group and you're trying to get something like a task accomplished, it, I think it is important to like know your group's personalities. Um, you know, it, it is important to, um, you know, because that that can lead to uh, can lead to a you know a problem if you're if you don't. It, it's important to understand whose personality, like what their personalities are, what tasks maybe they will shine at. Um, you know, you know, if if someone is kind of more introverted and they're not the ones that you know are kind of going to be like you know, hey, I've got this great idea, and they're speaking up a lot. What tasks can you assign them that they will be successful at, um, that they can accomplish, and then that helps build 
to me, like that sense of, okay, I did this. And that might lead to them under, you know, getting that, that confidence to maybe start maybe speaking out a little bit, um, maybe taking on a little bit more, stepping outside of like the comfort zone a bit. Um, but I, you know, those are things that like, I think, you know, I think is important to kind of like, that's how you can try to kind of get them out of their shells and develop those, um, those skills. Cause I mean, yeah, if, if you don't, if you're just kind of assigning people stuff, it, it, it can, it can lead to some, some, some issues and disaster. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that is important when you're like, you know, as them, as a mentor, you're there, I mean, and you are, you know, most of them, there are the adult. And if you're trying to facilitate a project with youth, um, you know, you are the one kind of like, helping to like get everything going. But yeah, I think it is important to kind of monitor like how, who is every, is one person, one, two people, like the, the ones who are always taking over, are they the ones taking over? Or is it, you know, like it, it's important to still maintain like, hey, how about, you know, maybe you guys can do these tasks and maybe we'll have these guys do these tasks and then they all come together and then they've all put, again, they've all participated, they've all contributed and they all have that ownership of, um, you know, the project or what they're working on. Um, and then, you know, like it can lead to, like I said, like building that confidence. Because I think a lot of times, you know, some, sometimes a kid just doesn't feel confident in what, you know, what they're, they're, they're doing. And so you want to give them, you want to give them a role that is that's going to set them up for that success. And, you know, when, when we have um, our members who are mentoring or they're tutoring, it's important to um, understand, like, what is, like, what is the dynamic of your group? You know, um, you know, like when you're, like, you're there and you're, like, you know, you're trying to run a service project, what is... Who, who's, whose strengths are where you want to add, you know, use everybody's strengths and, you know, um, to their best advantage. Yeah, as you were sharing that, I was thinking to myself, like, that's a good way to model what group facilitation is so that we're all on the same page. And the we matters way more than yeah. the I in that yeah. situation. You said I'm I'm of a personality where I just I do kind of like I, I'm very narrow, like, like, I'm like, okay, we have a task, we needed to accomplish it, what do we need to do? Okay, if this, you know, if this person is not sure, I can just, I, I'll just do it, you know, like, it's like, it's, it's, I'm not, I, I've had to learn how to, like, delegate, <laughs> and, and like, so, and learn to properly delegate, like I said, where people's strengths are, so that that's setting them up for that success, and that the tasks are getting accomplished, and the overall goal is being reached. Um, so yeah, it's like I said, I've learned that about myself to like, then realize I need to like, look at, you know, a group as a whole, and what can we like, what, what, what do I what, what needs to be done here, like when I need to step back. Um, and that's something that like I said, we want to you not only as a member, like as a member, they're mentoring a group of kids, you want to also teach the kids that. Um, you know, except when you've got, because when you've got some of those stronger personalities who are kind of always, you know, in, in the forefront, you kind of like, what, what can you do to kind of still teach them? Like sometimes, you know, that's great. That's wonderful. You're showing those leadership skills. That's fantastic. Um, but you know, part of, again, being a lead, I think being leadership skills and developing those skills is when to like, okay, let me take a step back. Let me trust these people to do the tasks I've set them. So you're not micromanaging. And I think like, I mean, that's something that I absolutely, I think, you know, it's important to kind of develop in, in, in youth, um, from, you know, from the beginning um, that, you know, hey, yeah, I need to kind of maybe, you know, just take a bet back and let trust the people to, you know, do these tasks. And like I said, if you're, you're giving them the ones that they, they you know, can succeed at and that their strengths are, then, then it will all succeed and you will all come together. Um, and that, that's, that leads to like less of that conflict that will happen like <laughs> when, you know, you're in a group and everybody's, you know, people are like, why, why didn't you do this? <laughs> like, I asked you to do this. And that leads to that conflict. So it helps to reduce that. Um, I think when like, you know, everybody's kind of like, okay, let's, let's, let's work here enough. And if somebody needs help or something, you know, 
you know, then, then they feel confident to like ask for it, you know, not, not that, okay, now this is just going to be taken off me because they, you know, and somebody thinks I don't know what I'm doing or I, I failed at this. Um, but, you know, it, it helps, I think, to like, you know, hey, I, I was struggling this for a bit here. Can you help me? Um, I also think that it helps them do that. You know, it just, it helps, again, like building that, that, that confidence to be able to function properly in a group. So thanks, Christy, for joining us today. We've really appreciated everything that you've shared. Uh, you have a lot of valuable insight. And before we go, um, we lastly want to ask, so one of the chapters in the Becoming a Better Mentor Guide focuses on making room for fun and play. And um, I'm sure the mentors and like the young people have lots of fun together um, while they're like working on stuff. Um, but I wanted to ask you, as a young person, um, can you think of a time when a caring adult created a fun experience for you that sticks with you today? I mean, oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> you're asking me to remember a really long time ago, but no, I did think about this conversation. I mean, I, I, I mean, when I think about my childhood, I always think that it was there was it was fun. Um, you know, I, I always had a lot of fun. Um, you know, whether you know. <sighs> You know, I was like doing Girl Scouts and getting to do crafts and things like that that were fun. Um, you know, you know, like the the, the play, like the, the days that we you would have in school. You know, when I was when I was in elementary school, like the field days and the special, like um, um, you know, like when you do like kind of like this intramural, like focusing on like one topic for like the entire year. Um, and then you know, like one year it was like ancient Greece. And so like we had the, like, a, like a, an Olympics at the end and it was like, it's like something that you don't realize you're learning, but it's like, it's a lot of fun. Um, so like, those are things that like, I always think about, like, you know, so like thinking about like, you know, my parents, when they would take us on vacations, um, you know, we would always do something at, you know, some sort of like history type thing that was fun. Like I found that fun and enjoyable. So, I mean, that's like, you know, that kind of fosters that love of like learning, um, but like, you know, it's just, as I said, I don't think of like one main thing. Um, but I just, I, I mean, I enjoyed my childhood a lot. I, I feel like, you know, I, looking back on it, I, I, I had a lot of fun and, uh, um, you know, got to be, you know, I guess it was a different time. So it's like, I felt like, you know, you got to like, I don't know, like be a lot more free. I don't know. Like it just, it, it's, you know, it, I just said, I just remember like, you know, I'm out there playing all day long and, you know, it just you know, there were older kids in the neighborhood who would play with us. And, you know, it just, and then like, as you grow up, you become the older kid in the neighborhood and you're, 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 you're riding bikes and doing all kinds of things with like, you know, the kids, you know, it just, like, I just, I just remember fun. Um, you know, I had a good time, <laughs> but you know, like we always tell like our members, like, you know, they, they, like, they might not realize the impact that you've made and, and maybe a youth might not ever realize the impact, but at some point in time throughout their life, they're, they're somehow find them, themselves in a situation where they're like, they're doing that same thing. Um, but they don't, they don't might not know where they got the inspiration from, but it's there. Um, and that's, I think that that matters. Um, you know, like, so that's why one of the things I, we always encourage members to do is, um, you know, if they have um, a hobby um, or something, an interest that they think the youth might enjoy, um, we always encourage them to, you know, you know, if they can, you know, if, if their site is fine with it, like they can create a lesson and help, you know, show, give that to the youth. Um, it's sharing a little bit of themselves and, you know, like you never know what a youth might find, you know, that's interest to them in general, or they might discover a new interest. But I mean, that's like, you know, that's something that's fun. Like you enjoy, you know, doing these things. And then, you know, like we had, um, we had a member who started an anime club at their site. Um, and it actually tied into their service project. Um, 
they had a Comic-Con. Um, so, I mean, the kids, like, it's fun, right? It was fun. So that, fun. Like, their service product, like, they um, – their service project, what, how they turned into a service project is like the, the entrance fee was like a, a canned good that they donated then to like a food pantry somewhere. So, but like, that's like, those are like, that was something like a personal interest of theirs that they were able to share with their youth and like made it fun. <laughs> you know, like the youth don't realize that they're being mentored like that. They're just, they just like, like we're going to have fun, you know? Awesome. Well, Christy, thank you again. Uh, yeah. This has been a fantastic conversation uh, around the idea of facilitating group interactions. Uh, so we spent time today talking about becoming a mentor, a better mentor guide, uh, which is a resource available uh, thanks to Mentor. Uh, but the Mentoring Partnership has opportunities for you to also think about how to facilitate group interactions. Uh, so there's always our group mentoring supplement to the Elements of Effective Practice, which is also through Mentor. Um, and then we also offer technical assistance that would allow you to rethink what that looks like for your programming um, as well. So Christy, you... The Keys members are doing a great job. We appreciate you being here today um, and we look forward to seeing you in the future. I'm sure I'll be there soon yep, to facilitate um, yep. training. <laughs> be reaching out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like I said, so we, we always appreciate when the mentoring partnership um, can come and, um, you know, do a training for our members. Um, we, we find it absolutely invaluable on um, the information that you share. Um, and the, the, the tips and the techniques, um, you know, I think that helps them such a great deal. Um, there's so much information in there um, for them to get. Um, and we, so we always get a lot of feedback that they enjoyed the mentoring partnership. So <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. Check out chapter six of the Becoming a Better Mentor Guide to read all about facilitating group interactions. You can find it on Mentor's website, mentoring.org. It's also available as an audiobook or a summarized video. Working with a group of young people can be tough, but it can also be a lot of fun and allow for young people to form strong relationships with not just you, but their peers. Sometimes in a group, we have a plan and a curriculum that we need to follow. How do we stay on track while still allowing the young people to do and talk about what's important to them? Here are a few tips from Chapter 6 of the Becoming a Better Mentor Guide. First, get comfortable with silence. If you are feeling uncomfortable that nobody is speaking up, you can bet they are feeling it too. Wait it out. Someone will eventually speak up. Next. If they are talking more than you are, it's probably a good thing. If you aren't feeling the weight of keeping the conversation going, it means the youth are engaged in the topic. If they are bringing up difficult topics, it probably means they trust you and trust each other enough to talk about the important things in their lives. Lastly, if you've got plans for the day, but they've got something else on their mind, maybe it's time to drop the plans and go with what the group needs. You can always come back to it later. Mentor 
Chat is written and hosted by Sophia Duck and Ashley Wineland with the mentoring partnership of Southwestern Pennsylvania. It is produced by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Our music is Cheery Monday by Kevin MacLeod. A special thank you to the mentoring partnership team. Thank you to our guests. For more information about us, mentoring, and this episode's topics, take a look at this episode's show notes and visit the Mentoring Partnerships website at www.mentoringpittsburgh.org. Be sure to like and subscribe to Mentor Chat wherever you get your podcasts.